Um, welcome to the harbor. Uh, I'm so glad that you are here. Um, that you're here this evening. Uh, whether it's your first time <clears throat> here or or it's your hundredth time here, your hundredth time here, what we all have in common is that it's all of our first times um, to come to the harbor. That it's my first time to be at the harbor, at something different, at something that looks different, that feels different, that has different meaning. Um, and, and it has a, a lot of good things that we are really excited about um, for this semester. But there are some things that, that we, are, we are hoping for and we are praying for. Um, and, and over the next three weeks, uh, I'm going to just take some time um, to kind of explain to you the expectations that, that you, I hope you grow to have of this place. Um, we're calling it the house rules, if you will. Not the rules like, hey, here's what you need to do as a person, but more like here are the rules of thumb that you can, can expect out of this place when you come on Sunday night. Here are the things that, that really we, we want to be important and to be values here, <clears throat> that we want to be something that benefits you here. But before I do that, I want to tell you a little bit about me. Um, so like I said, my name is Caleb, and I have been um, in youth ministry for six years now, uh, and it has been um, amazing, just the Lord's calling um, for me in, in ministry. I, uh, on top of that, I am married, and, and actually in 11 days, I will have been married for four years. Um, September 21st is my anniversary, and so um, my wife and I will be married for four years. We have a almost two-year-old son. Uh, his name is Levi, and he is legit. Um, the dude's pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, and she also, like I said, is very uh, pregnant uh, with our daughter, um, who we're naming not Andrew, um, but Kennedy. Uh, and her name's going to be Kennedy Grace. And that's an inside joke. Another kid asked me, hey, what, what are you going to name a kid? And I was like, Jonathan. And he was like, you should name him Andrew, even though it was a girl. All right, not funny. Okay, so <laughs> had to be there, I guess. Um, no, so uh, we are having a daughter, and that um, scares me to death because girls are crazy, okay? Okay? Um, in a good way, in a good way, uh, but in a very stressful way for a future father of a daughter. Um, so y'all can pray for me there. But on top of everything, on top of everything, that keeps my life very busy. I also have one dog that I've grown to hate. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. Uh, but on top of everything, that keeps me very busy. That keeps me um, doing a lot of things. And, and what the Lord has kind of gifted me in or, or maybe allowed me um, to remember, if you will, is, is really how, how it hasn't changed that much, my schedule and the busyness of my schedule. What I do every day changes, but, but really um, what I did in high school and, the, and how busy the schedule was hasn't, hasn't changed a whole lot. What takes my time up has definitely changed. But, it, but the Lord has kind of gifted me and allowing me to just remember some of the experiences from, from my time in youth ministry, from my time as a, a person that was in youth. Um, and, and so uh, allowing me then to, to be able to speak into some of the things that, that y'all are dealing with all the time. And, and believe it or not, though you're going to say, well, you didn't deal with this or you didn't deal with that. 
And you're going to talk about root issues, such as like your, the phones weren't nearly as smart then. I got my first phone when I was in the 11th grade, and it was like a Nokia, and it was like a brick, and it played Funk Town ringtone, which was like the coolest ringtone, but everyone else in the school also had Funk Town ringtone, and so you never knew whose phone was ringing, and so the teacher never knew which phone to take up. But, but it also had the game Snake on it which was cool, and it sent text messages, which that was neat also. <clears throat> but the struggles, but the struggles of high school, the struggles of high school haven't changed. The struggles of, of um, being so busy and having so much stuff to do, the struggles of trying to succeed academically, the tr- struggles of trying to fit in and figure out who you are, the struggles of, of parents going through things and families going through things in the midst of you having a test the next day and having to concentrate on what the teacher wants you to concentrate on while you still got a whole bunch of stuff going on at home that, that is pulling your mind somewhere else, that hasn't changed. But those struggles don't change. And so as we were thinking about, man, what would be the most beneficial thing that we can make out of Sunday night that wouldn't be a waste of your time because you have enough stuff in your life that is wasting your time? But how do we create a space where it it is fun and it is a time where friends can come and where we can laugh and where we can hang out and where we can ride each other like a horse? But yet... Most awkward statement of the night. But yet, we can still benefit from it. And so we began to think that we wanted Sunday nights, every part of it to be important. Every single minute that you are here to be something beneficial, to be something important and have a reason behind everything, whether it's the hangout time or the game or the worship or the message, even down to the name, the harbor, that we wanted everything to play a role and everything to be important because we don't want to waste your time. Because, you know, this time is very crucial. It it sets the trajectory a lot of times in a lot of students' lives for the rest of their life. The things you start to do now and the scars you receive and and the, the safeties that you, measures that you put in place for your life right now affect everything going forward. And we wanted this time to be something that spoke into that. And so we called it the harbor, because like a harbor, being a safe haven for ships who are out at rough seas, who've been on long journeys where they can come back to a harbor and find rest and find security and find a place where there's a lot of things beneficial to them, that's what we want this to be. We want this to be that place for you every week, where you can return to a place where you know that things will be okay, where you can return to a place where you will find encouragement, where you will find rest, where you will find uh, a mission to go from here. So we want this to be. And, and so tonight, I really want to talk about that. that what, the expectation that we want this to be a place of rest for you. We want this to be a place where you can let guards down. 
where the pressures of the world and, and what you're trying to, to, how you're trying to succeed and the things you're trying to accomplish and, and the things that are chasing you and the things you're dealing with, that just even for an hour, an hour and a half, you can just set those aside for a moment and find rest here. That as you step into the presence of Jesus, you, you can find that rest and that, that comfort. That we want this to be a place where you look forward to every Sunday night because you know it doesn't matter if I can make it to Sunday and I can encounter Jesus that, that I will find rest in that. Jesus writes a lot about rest. <clears throat> it's a passage I want to look at tonight. It's uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. <clears throat> he says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. And so he's talking to these people real quick, just to preface it. He's talking to these people who, who are dealing with very similar things. They're dealing with religious pressures and pressures to succeed and to be enough. And, they've, and everyone's telling them, it's not about um, you having grace. It's about you performing. It's not about... Um, forgiveness, but it's about you adding up to enough that your works better be in line. And so they're dealing with these pressures. That it's, it's very similar to the way the world pressures us today of, of what are you doing and how are you doing and how do you look and who are you with and, and all of those things. And so Jesus approaches them and he tells them, he says, man, it's really simple. It's really simple. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden or heavy burdened or have heavy things on their minds and on their hearts and happening in their life. He says, and I will give you rest. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so he tells them, he tells him in this passage, and there's three things I really want to look at that he says. And the first thing he says to him, he tells him, he says, come. In a world that says is, you must do, Jesus says, no, 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 I just want you to come. In a world that says, hey, you, you must um, earn, he says, no, I just want you to receive. That whatever's going on in your life is not about what you've done or what you will do. He says, man, I just want you to come. You've got heavy burdens, Come. And you'll find rest. He's talking about a deep soul rest, not, not about a physical rest that, hey, you're not going to have to work hard and you're just going to be like full of energy and hanging out. When, no, he says, no, it's not about a physical rest where you're just going to have tons of sleep. He says, no, this is a soul rest where the things that are weighing out on your soul, where the things that are really pushing you and giving you the anxiety and giving you the stress. He says, man, come to me and know that I will give you rest. You're high school students, and so I know you, you feel the same as me, that I love sleep. Absolutely love sleep. Like, it's my second favorite thing to do, and ice cream is my first. Right? Like, it, it is right there. But you know what I love more so than, than getting a good night's rest? Is being, having burdens on my soul that are causing me those anxieties relieved. Jesus doesn't address root issues. He says, no, I want, I want to get down to the heart of the issue. He says, whatever's burdening you, where you're putting on a fake outside and you're trying to make yourself look okay and you're holding it all together, Jesus says, no, but you come to me and the real things on the real inside that I can see and no one else can, come to me and I will give you rest in those. 
He's talking about salvation. He's saying, man, where you can lean on me and what I've done. But then the second thing he says, uh, he, said, and then he says, take. He says, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Here's a picture of a yoke, just so you know. Those aren't my cows, but I do have the picture. But those cows are yoked together. Those are cows that, that if they want a cow to do work, they could yoke one cow and he could pull a trailer, but then you yoke two cows and you could pull like three times as much, not even twice as much because they're working together, you can pull more. And so they yoke these cows or these oxen together. And Jesus uses this word yoke because these are people who are farmers and people who are dealing with these kind of things. And he tells them, he says, hey, take my yoke upon you. He says, the world wants to yoke you up to the things that it says are important, to the things that, that it says you should do. He says, but take my yoke upon you and it is easy and it is light. Often we come to Jesus. You're here at church and you said, man, look, I've come. I've come to the place where Jesus is going to be preached and be talked about. And we're going to pray and we're going to worship. I've come to this place. But not all of us take what Jesus has. Jesus says, come. And then he says, now take what I have. Take it and, and take it with you. Let it be a part of you. Put it on your shoulders and carry what I am giving you. That often we come, but not always we take. He says, you can come and you can find salvation, but you really want rest in your life. You've got to take my yoke. You've got to live under what I am telling you to do, and you will find rest. He says, for my yoke is upon you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. In Philippians 4, it says that if we cast all of our prayers on him, if we cast all of our worries on him through prayer and petition, that we find peace. That he will carry our burdens and we'll find a peace that, that outweighs the circumstances, that doesn't make sense in the circumstances. That when everything should be falling apart in our life, he says, no, I will give you a supernatural peace that surpasses the circumstances, surpasses the issues, surpasses the anxiety that you may even be diagnosed with. It surpasses all of that because why? I'm God and I'm bigger than that. He says, if you cast your cares on me, I can carry them. He says, for my yoke is light because I'm carrying the burdens and you're yoked to me and so I will carry your weight too. He says, and you will find peace and you will find rest. He says, it's not just coming, but then you take what's here. You take what you can. You take, you put your faith in him and say, Jesus, man, I'm going to now cast my, my cares on you. I'm now going to follow your lead. I will be yoked to you. Where you lead, I will follow. I'm not going to go my own way. But often we come and we may put the yoke on and then Jesus starts to go one way and we say, nope, and we unyoke and we carry our own weight again and we're going another direction. Jesus says, no, that's not what I built for you. I have another place for you to go. And we wonder why, why is life hard? Why is it heavy? Why can I not handle it? Jesus says, man, you're not casting them on me. You're not allowing yourself to be yoked to me. 
That word easy, that word easy, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That word easy means well-fitted. He says, my yoke is well-fitted for your life. That I've created you with certain abilities and certain strengths and certain weaknesses. That I know your successes and I know your failures. I know your insecurities and I know the place you feel most confident. He says, even when you put on all the masks and all the things, he says, I know. And he says, why? Because Psalms, in Psalms it says, I knitted you together in your mother's womb. He's not talking about just physically. He's talking about everything, emotionally and spiritually and mentally. He says, man, I know every part of you. He says, and I've created a yoke where you will be yoked to me that is well fitted for your life. Meaning that where you go, the roads we tread together, I've built you for them. I have given you the strength. I've given you the resources. I've given you the things so that you may rest in me, having confidence that where I am leading, you can handle through me. And that I've built you for that road. And we look at the hills and we look at the things in front of us like, God, I can never make it up that. God, I can never handle that. I can never. He says, no, no, trust me, you're yoked to me. I will carry the burden. Just walk with me. Find rest in me. Don't allow that to give you unrest. Just find rest. Lastly, he says, learn. He says, come, take, and learn. Too often we're not willing to learn. To say, Jesus, I'm gonna continue to figure out how this looks. And we give up and school kicks in and people come and we have new desires, new temptations, new, new relationships and people come all over the place and we never say, Jesus, okay, like I'm gonna avoid some of those things because I wanna learn what it means to walk with you. We care so much about that. You, you know, we have free devotionals out there. There's a table with Bibles and devotionals and whatnot. That is just for you. That is for you to take and to learn what it means to walk with Jesus. He says, when you, when you come and when you take and when you learn, then you find rest that surpasses every day, that doesn't, doesn't stop when things get real hard. If you continue to carry the yoke and, and be yoked to me, to trust me, he says, man, then you find rest. Can you find rest? Some of you in here have always come to Jesus, but you've never taken what he's offered. So you're like, man, why have I not found rest? He says, man, you must take what I've offered. You must begin to walk with me. He says, man, let me lead you. Stop being the only one. Allow me to guide you. Allow me to be the one that sets your path. He says, when you do that, the burden is light and you find rest. That's what Jesus offers. And that is our desire for the harbor. That is our desire for this night. 
that it'd be a place where you find rest. I get this picture in my head when I was just praying about this and thinking about this all week. And, and God like, kind of gave me this story that's in the Bible. And it's a story of Jesus in a boat with disciples and Jesus is asleep in the bottom. He's resting in the bottom of the boat and the storm's going crazy and the boat's rocking back and forth and the disciples are on top and they're like, man, we're gonna flip and we're gonna die. This is no good. And they're freaking out and things are going nuts and they're going crazy and they run down and they're like, Jesus, you gotta get up. How can you sleep during this? This is not good. Like, we're, we're about to capsize. We're going to die. And Jesus gets up, and he gets on the boat, and he looks at the sea, and he says, stop. And the sea goes calm, and the boat stops rocking. And then he looks at the disciples, and he says, man, why did you not trust me? Did you think I would stand and let us just drown and die? Jesus says, be yoked to me. That when the seas of life get rough and your boat starts to get tossing, know that it's not going to capsize, that you're not going to be ruined. Why? Because Jesus is on the boat. He says, man, I've got it. I control the seas. I'm above the seas. I'm bigger than them. And I know what your seas are doing. And I know what waves are coming. But no, I'm keeping your boat upright. You can find rest in me. I am in control. Why? Because you are yoked to me. Because you've placed your faith in who I am and what I've done. What it means to be yoked to Jesus. What it means to find rest in Jesus. And our hope is that when you come on Sunday nights, that you would just get a little tiny sample of that. That you would get a tiny sample of what it means to really be yoked to Jesus. That you get a tiny example of what it means for eternal life, of what that will look like with him. That it's a place of joy and it's not about what you think the world thinks of you. It's not about the pressures of, of, of school and it's not about those things. It's about you being you. I see this image like it's almost like I want to put a coat rack right by the front door so that when people come in, they can hang up the person that they are, they are using as a disguise. <clears throat> that the person that they show everybody else on the outside, that the person that, that they, they have to be to survive in life, that they can just hang that person up, take that person off, hang them up on the door and walk in and be themselves. That we just have a coat rack full of disguises. And in here, people would be able to rest from that. That people would be able to be real. That people would be able to say, no, I'm in a place where people love me because of the way Jesus has made me. And I am okay with that. And they are okay with that. And I can rest. That I can take a break that I can stop trying to impress and stop living up and, and stop worrying. You can find rest. That is our hope for this. <clears throat> but the truth of the matter is, is, is that I can preach that all day and, and I can and tell you about that all day, but until one, that you yoke yourself to Jesus and find that rest yourself, and two, that you fight for that. See, it's so easy for us to bring the pressures of the world into God's house. 
that we bring the habits of the world into the house of God. The habits to judge one another, the habits to, to um, look down on one another, the, the habits to, to say, hey, here's how you should act and here's how you shouldn't act and, and here is how you should look and how you shouldn't look and here's the person that, that's popular and here's the person that's not popular and, and here's how I treat new people and here's how I, I treat the people I don't like. That we take the habits of the world and we bring them in here and then this place comes exactly like the world. But for this to be a place that, that opposite of the world is a place where you can rest in who Jesus has made you and what Jesus is doing and how Jesus is sending you. Something you have to fight for. Something you have to commit to. It's something that no matter how much I talk about it, you have to say, no, no, that's what we want this place to be. That's what we want to protect this place for. That's what we need this place to be so that we can, can continue to serve the Lord in the way he is calling us to serve. And so I encourage you to evaluate that. To think about what Jesus offers for your life. And he says, man, come to me. And I will give you rest. Lean on me. And let me direct your path. And, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy. It's built for you. And that we can make this a place of rest. Next week, we, we're going to have shirts, and we were supposed to have shirts this week, and I'm actually really glad we don't, because I wouldn't be able to talk to you about this the way I am today. The next week, we're going to have shirts, and, and they're cool shirts, and they look all hipster or whatever. And you got, and, and you got a logo on them that says the harbor. <clears throat> what that represents it's much more than just a name of, a, of an event that happens on Sunday night at a church somewhere in the United States. What, what, that, what that should represent is a place, is a refuge where people can come and they can just find rest. Where people can come and they can say, man, God, it's when I come on Sunday nights that I give you what's happening in my life, that I give you what's worrying me, what I give you what's weighing me down, what I, that I give you um, what is separating me from you. And then I rest. That I rest. What's on those shirts represents a safe place for people to come just experience just a little bit of who Jesus is. And so I encourage you next week, we're selling them for 10 bucks. We'll probably give away a couple in a raffle or something. But if you buy one, I need you to know what it means. And that it means a place where people can find rest where you can find rest. Why? Because Jesus is at work, and Jesus is where we get our rest. <clears throat>